Amen, amen. He said, awesome sermon. Well, I hope it is awesome. Yeah, no pressure. Somebody's like, ah, ew, ew. Not sure if it was awesome, yeah, you know what I mean? So, amen. Well, if it's not awesome, then uh, blame Mark for, for that, you know what I'm saying? So, but uh, my name is Marcel Hall, and uh, with my wife, Karina, we have the privilege to be able to serve along with uh, all of you and be able to serve and lead our family ministry here in North Orange County. So grateful to, uh, to be able to preach the word today. I'm always humbled and grateful for that. Um, we are going to continue with our Emotionally Healthy Spirituality series. We, um, we uh, started several weeks ago, so we're actually on week number six, and this is a sermon series. We call it A Vision to Maturity, and the whole program, the concept is that it's not possible to be spiritually mature uh, if you remain emotionally immature, and in order to do that sometimes, or not sometimes, but we have to go beneath the surface to really be able to deal with everything so that we can mature, and so we have looked at the problems of being emotionally unhealthy, uh, spirituality, we've talked about knowing yourself to know God, the necessity to go backwards in order to go forward, and how we need to go through the walls of life challenges and tests, and last week we talked about how God can enlarge our soul through grief and loss. Today we'll take another step in becoming emotionally healthy followers of Christ as well. So let me ask you guys a question. Do you have rhythm? Okay, I heard a couple people like, yeah, I got some rhythm. A couple people saying no. Okay, so you're automatically thinking of some, 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 some soul, right? You're thinking of some music rhythm. Some of you are like, yeah, I got some rhythm. You know, I stay on beat. I can dance and all that stuff. But we're not talking about that type of rhythm, okay? All right? We're talking about the rhythm of life. Do you have rhythm of life? And everybody, every single one of us, has a rhythm of life. And in fact, you know, if, if you read the blogs, if you go online, or you watch the morning shows, read articles, whatever it is, they always talk about how much you need to do, right, in order to make sure that you, you have balance or you need to do all these different things to, for your rhythm of life. And I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I read these and I, I, get, I get overwhelmed. I'm like, man, if I did all these things that you're telling me to do, I feel like I'd be more stressed out. I feel like, man, I, I, there's no way I can do all these different things, right? This rhythm that you're giving me or suggesting to me seems a little too difficult to tackle. But what we're going to talk about today is actually a sacred rhythm. For us to have a sacred rhythm of life. Let's go ahead and let's pray. God, thank you so much for this chance to dig into the scriptures. I know personally you have been ministering to me through this. I feel uh, inspired and feel very challenged. And I feel very grateful that you have allowed me to see these things. And I pray, God, that others today can have that same experience, Father. They can be inspired. Uh, they can see your heart and your desire desire for us, and that we can make practical changes to our life to be aligned with your will. It's in Jesus' name, amen. We're going to be talking about a sacred rhythm, and when we're talking about a sacred rhythm here, what that mainly consists of is to have a daily time and a Sabbath. To have a daily time and to have what we call the Sabbath here. And so what we're going to look at, we're going to look at both of these. We're going to spend a little more time on the second one than we do on the first one. But let's go ahead and 
look at this one, we're talking about a daily time. What, what I'm referring to here is a daily devotional time with God. A daily devotional time with God. I want us to look at this passage here. Jesus, he's praying. This is one of his last recorded prayers. And in the prayer, he says this. Now, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I'm not sure what happened on the, uh, on the thing. You see it's connected there. That, that's not how it was originally. Somehow, you know, the, the, the demons of technology get in the way. You know what I'm saying? And so don't worry. We, we, we did uh, uh, write this correctly. I know we have a number of teachers who, who are looking at this going, oh, my goodness, right? So, so let me apologize. That was not us. That was somehow the demons of technology. Okay, all right. So anyhow, if you can bear with that, go ahead and read it on your own verse, there, I mean, on your own tablet or phone. If that's that's going to help you so that we didn't lose you for the rest of the sermon, okay, all right? So, here we go. What does Jesus say right here? This is very interesting. He says, eternal life isn't knowing about God, isn't knowing of God, but eternal life is to know God. And so when we come into a true relationship with God, that's when eternal life begins. And we know that Jesus came to reveal God and enable you and me to have an eternal relationship with God through Jesus. And this is where the daily devotional time comes into play. Because in order for us to not just know of God, not just know about God, we want to know God, we need to come together and meet with God. Think about the people that you know. If you spent time with them, you got a chance to do what? Get to know them some more. The people that you would call your close friends are people that you what? You know and they know you. The people that you are not close with, do they know you? Of course not. Do you know them that well? Of course not, because then that would transform the relationship. And so in order for you and I to know God, to have not just an intellectual knowledge of God, but to have a relational knowledge of God, to have a relationship with God, we need to meet together. We need to get together. We need to have some time spent together. And this is what we're calling a daily devotional time with God. And some of us might call this a, a, a quiet time, or in the book it calls it uh, the daily offices. And, and I know, especially as some of us have been reading the book here, if you're like me, there's been a challenge because in this program it talks about having basically two devotionals with God. And at some times throughout the day, the, the first one in the morning is my usual rhythm. And so that's, I, I, I'm in sync there. But it's this idea of having a second focused time with God, which has thrown me off and been a challenge. I don't know if it's been a challenge for you, but it's been a challenge for me. And so at, the, at sometimes right before we're about to go to bed, I'll say, well, I, I'll say me, me and Karina, we, might, we pray together and, and we say I love you. And then I go, oops. I need to go ahead and have this daily office. And I go and I have this daily office. But I have to be honest with you. A number of times, this daily time, this devotional time that I spend right there, right before I go to bed, it lacks quality. 
You guys get what I'm saying? It's lagging some quality because really, I'm going, I need to hurry up and get this done because I'm tired and I want to go to sleep. But I know I'm doing this program and so I know I need to fulfill my duty or obligation. And some of us, or, or maybe even all of us, at some point or, or another, we have all had this, whether it's been with this program or just in our personal walk with God, in which this time with God, this devotional time with God, isn't what it's supposed to be or what is designed or what we want to acquire from it, but it becomes a task. And here's something I think that is key. Our daily devotional time is not about a task to do, but about an appointment with someone. It's not about a task to do. It's not about a religious task, but it's an appointment with someone. Before I became a true Christian in 2001, I, uh, I had become what, what I would consider to be religious. And so I would, uh, I, I would go, to, you know, go to church more, I would read my Bible more, and I would try to do certain things that I felt like God would want me to do. And one of the things that I had, it was a practice, which was my rhythm, is that I would make sure I would pray every single night, but really my, goal, my, 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 my rhythm was I had to pray before midnight every day. So I had to pray. So I remember I, I, would, I would, you know, even in college, where we'd be in a dorm room where we're hanging out, and it would be like 11.58 or 11.57, and I would somehow see the clock, and I'd go, oh, no, it's almost midnight. And i go, hey, guys, I got to go pray. And they would look like, what? And I would go, hey, can you just give me a minute? And, and I'd be on my bed, and I would turn over to the side, and I would pray quietly, and then I'd come back and be like, all right, where were we? And I would have this time, and they were like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. But to me, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Look how religious and spiritual I am. Because I had to make sure that I got that checked. It wasn't really about meeting with God. It wasn't about connecting with God. It was to make sure I did what I thought I should be doing. You guys understand what I'm saying? You see, there is some stinking thinking going on here. In this daily devotional time, we can have, we can have it all, in which we can actually do this, but not actually be spending time with God. We're spending time being religious. We're checking off a, a, a task, but we're not actually meeting with God. And this is where I believe, at least mine and probably yours as well at times, we need to have a shift here. That it's an appointment with God, not a task to please God. So if I set up a time and an appointment with you, or you set up a time with somebody, you view it differently when it, than when you look, view it as, okay, this is something that I have to do. Because what are you thinking? Okay, I just can't wait to get out of this so I can get on to what other task or other desire I have. But when you set up a time to hang out with somebody, what's your feeling going into it and during? It's different, isn't it? Man, I get to spend time with, with my boy, or, or I get to spend time with my girls. This is going to be awesome. And you're in the moment, and you're connecting, you're vibing. Sometimes you might lose track of time, don't you? Oops, I got to go now, right? But when you sit down, and it's a, 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 a to-do list, or it's, a, it's an appointment of, of something you have to do, you don't have that same passion or feeling, do you? And that's why sometimes we can lack in our, in our relationship with God because we're forgetting that, hey, I'm going to go meet with God, the one true only living God. And we look at it as, okay, I got to do my religious task. Okay, check that off, check that off. Cool. And our relationship with God gets dry. 
And so we have to be reminded that in this rhythm, this sacred rhythm, is that we go ahead and we remember it's about an appointment with God and not a task to please God. And so it's going to be focused time. It's going to be time in which it's quality and it's not shared. This is why some people have called it a quiet time because it's focused. It, 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 it's quality. It's not shared with anyone. You know, when I go out on a date with my wife, Karina, you know I never take my kids. You know that? You know why I don't take my kids with me on that date? Because then it wouldn't be a date anymore. You get what I'm saying? It's a family outing. Okay? And so I have to tell the kids, no, you're not coming because I need to have a date with my wife here. Okay? If you came, it's no longer a date. We're not doing family dates here. Okay? <laughs> and so the same thing with God here. We have to make sure that it's separate. We can't always be going around dependent upon others or we can't have distractions. We're competing. Uh-oh, what, what, what's this on IG or what's the latest TikTok video? No, we can't have that. Because if we have that distraction, it's no longer sacred. Yeah, y'all laughing because you know, you know I know what's up. <laughs> if you know TikTok, go ahead and ask somebody young. Okay, all right, then, then you, can get, you can get hip. All right, so there you go. And so we have to make sure it's quality, it's not shared, that we're expressing and we're listening to God. It might consist of praying, singing, scriptures, reflection. The point is that it's planned and it's sacred. It won't be messed with. This is my time with my God. And this could be several times in a day. Maybe one's longer and one's shorter. Maybe it's several short times throughout the day. Whatever the case may be, the point is that we spend time with God and not do a religious task. And then we have a daily devotional time. I'm devoting this time. I'm devoting my energy. I'm devoting it to you, God, because I love you because I want to know you, because I want you to know me. I need to express things and I want to listen to you. This is a part of having a sacred rhythm. But let's go on over to the next part. We're going to spend some more on this concept and idea of the Sabbath here. Let's go ahead and read Exodus chapter 20. Now this is the fourth commandment in the Ten Commandments. So this is God's top ten to the newly founded Israel nation. And he gives them these commandments, the, these laws in which to abide by that he wants his people to have. And right here, number four, it says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now this is interesting. That this would be in God's top ten for this nation that he's establishing as a model and that would be a light to the world. And if you think about it, you can understand, if you know the Ten Commandments, you, 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 you can really understand a lot of these, right? Like, okay, don't, don't worship false gods. Don't make a false image of God. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't be uh, envious or jealous. Like, all those would make sense, right? But then you have this one right in the middle, the fourth one. Remember the Sabbath. That's interesting. Why would this be in the top ten? Why would God want to make sure that his newly founded Israel nation would make sure to observe the Sabbath? Well, let's break this down a little bit here. The first time we see this word Sabbath 
is in scriptures in Exodus 16, where it's named as a holy day of rest. And the Hebrew word for Sabbath literally means, it means to cease or to stop working. To cease or to stop working. That's what the, the Sabbath word really means, or what literally means in Hebrew. And so the sacred rhythm, this is the sacred rhythm that God is instituting for his people. You need to go ahead, yes, you're going to work, but then I need for you to take a day which you stop. You cease working. EHS defines it as this here. Oh, okay, I guess a couple slides got, got missed up. The, the demons there, the demons that got us there. Okay, all right. But anyhow, EHS defines the Sabbath this way. It says it is a 24-hour period with no have-tos or shoulds, which is, led, which is to lead to deep rest and renewal. And so it's a 24-hour period in which you stop your to-do list, you stop the task, you stop the work, and you're able to rest and be renewed. Now many of us, we like this concept, don't we? That principle we like in principle, but really we struggle with actually living this out. We like the idea, but then we struggle with actually either taking a step and doing it, or, or we, we think we do it, but we really do not. For instance, we like the idea of not working, jobs, schoolwork, but then what we do is we fill our days with to-do list tasks. Or we find ways in which we can get an advantage. Or we try to sneak in some ways in which we can get some more work done. I know that's, that's a, a temptation of mine. When I'm supposed to be taking time off, I'll go ahead and sneak in a couple of texts or emails. But let me write this, the creator's like, are you working? Can't lie, I just need to do something real quick. Marcel, you know you need to stop. I will, just give me two minutes. <laughs> Sneaking some time in. And I know I need the rest and I want the rest, but I'm trying to make sure that I'm efficient or that I'm responsible, which we need to be. However, the problem here is again, we don't practice the Sabbath. We're going to break this down some more. And I do want to say this as well. There's a difference between a Sabbath day and taking a day off. So some of us are hearing this and we're fired up. Man, preach this Sabbath, bro. Well, here's what I'm not saying. It's not a day of just being selfish, sitting back eating Cheetos and vegging out and watching YouTube all day. Oh, man, what's this brother talking about? <laughs> That's not what the Sabbath is. It is a day of rest, and we're going to break it down here in just a second. Now, again, here's what the goal is for the Sabbath, for us to connect, to rest, and to celebrate. To connect, rest, and to celebrate. So let's get into this some more here. Connect. Let's talk about this here. It's a time to connect where we set apart time for God. Exodus 20, verse 10. Here's what it said here. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and he made it holy. It's a Sabbath to who? to the Lord. So you are supposed to cease and to stop working for the Lord. This is something you do to and for the Lord. It's a time in which we are to draw closer to God, to get close to God, to have some extra special quality time with God. 
It's a Sabbath that God has instituted, not just so that you can sit back, chill, and watch TV all day. That's not what he's saying. He says, first and foremost, this is a day in which me and you can spend some quality time. Some extra special quality time. And he says, he made it holy. Now, this is interesting because, again, holiness or, or to be holy means to be set apart, to be different, to be righteous, to be of God. And so what God is saying here is that the Sabbath is supposed to be a day that's set apart, a day that is separate, a day that is for him. And so when we have a Sabbath day, it's a special sacred time set apart to connect with God. Again, I, I go on dates weekly here with my wife Karina. We go every Monday night. Some of you guys know that because you tried to call or you tried to set something up. And then you know I go, no, that's my date night with Karina, right? Now I spend every day with Karina. I see Karina every day. I pray with Karina every night. So we spend time together at some point throughout the day, every single day. But yet we go out on a date every Monday. Why is that? So we can have special, sacred, quality time. It's just me and her, and we get a chance to connect. Sometimes we go out, we use a gift card, and we go out to eat. Sometimes we go to Starbucks because we can't afford nothing else. She buys a drink and I just look at her. <laughs> but we get a chance to talk, we get a chance to connect. But again, we spend time every day together and that's great, there's quality there. But we need some extra special time. You get what I'm saying here? So here's the point in the concept of the Sabbath. You spend daily time with God, it's a sacred rhythm, but then you need some extra special time with God. A time in which you can really, truly connect. It's slowed down. You can appreciate. You can share. You can talk more. You can explore. You can do whatever. But it's special and it's sacred and it's different quality time with God. So this is why God is saying to his people, and his principle can be applied to us as well here today, is so that we can first and foremost connect with our God in a very special and sacred way. So the Sabbath connects us with God. Next, we'll talk about rest. Again, in Exodus chapter 20 here, verses 10 through 11. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servants, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. He said, look, everybody in the community needs to stop. Not, not just, the, not just the, the, the rich people, not just the, the, the patriarchs or, or matriarchs of the family. No, we need to have everybody take a break here. He says, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. God rested when he created our universe. When he created earth, it says he rested, not because he needed to rest. It's not like God was sweating and going, whew, that was tired. Oh, man, I just need to take a break. No, he rested so that, again, we could follow and imitate him and rest ourselves. Because he knows that you and I, we need rest. Do you need rest? Some of y'all are like, I need some rest after we leave here. I lost an hour of sleep. <laughs> 
And so you and I, we know we need rest, and God designed us in this way. In fact, here he is. He's telling the Israelites, and just imagine if you were one of the Israelites at this time here. You have been a slave. You have been a slave. Your parents have been slaves. Your grandparents, your great-grandparents have been slaves to Egypt. And so you are working day and night for Egypt. You are forced to work every single day. You say, you know what? Uh, can I talk to the Pharaoh? There's a law that says I should get a 15-minute break. There was no 15-minute law break. You are forced to work. So now God saying, look, I have saved you. I've removed you from there. And guess what? Now here's what you get to do. You get to take a whole day off of rest. You can imagine how fired up they were. Whoa, whoa, what did he say? Moses? What, what did God say? Man, wait, you want us to stop to cease? We don't have to. Man, I, oh, man, okay, sign me up. And God is saying this has to be a part of your rhythm for your lives, not just individuals, but as a whole community. To take this time to connect with me and to rest. It's God's law that his people rest. Our bodies need it. We don't need to have so many studies. We just know the logic of it. Because when you actually rest, when it's time to go to work, you're able to be more what? Efficient. When you rest, you're actually to, to work hard when it's time to work, right? But if you just keep burning the midnight oil, if you just keep going, what happens to your work quality? It starts to diminish over time, doesn't it? And so God here in his wisdom, in his love, and his care says, hey, look, look, look. Hey, you need to have a time which you can connect with me and you just rest. You take an emotional, mental rest. Don't, don't, don't pull out your to-do list and all your errands. You need to rest. And third, a time to celebrate. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. This word blessed, the Hebrew word blessed is Barack, like, like your, your former president, Barack Obama. So every time you said Barack, you were saying blessed. You didn't even know that, did you? I didn't know that either. That's cool, right? And so he says, look, he says this word Barak here in Genesis was used three times. In talking about the creation, it was used three times. God blessed or God barocked the living creatures. He said, go and be fruitful. God blessed and barocked the humans. Hey, go and be fruitful. And then it says God blessed, he barocked the Sabbath day. He blessed time. Interesting. He blessed time. He had blessed creatures. He, he had Barak. He had blessed people. And now he's blessing time? And so what does that mean for you and me? Well, in the same way that the create creatures and, and humans were called to go and be fruitful, God is calling us to go and be fruitful in the sense of going and living life in his creation. For us to enjoy his creation, enjoy our relationship with him, enjoy what we are a part of, to enjoy our family, to enjoy our interests, to enjoy our time and existence here on earth as his beloved children. You see, God, Barak, he blessed the Sabbath and calls us to live out the Sabbath principle as well. And so what does this reveal about God? I believe it reveals a number of different things. I believe it reveals how much he wants to be with us and bless us. 
Here he is, he could have had a number of principles, and he does have a number of principles, but one of them is, hey, look, you, you, you need to go ahead and have a Sabbath. You need to have some time in which you connect with me. You need to have a time where you just rest. You need to have some time in which you just celebrate. You live out life. You enjoy the blessing of living. Spend time with your family. Spend time in some of your interests. You are loved and blessed by God. And it just amazes me that he wants to bless us and he wants to be with us. Because if we're honest, almost everywhere we go, or even in relationships, good and bad, demand of us. Your job demands of you, doesn't it? Your school, your classes demand of you. And again, good and bad, even in our relationships, our friends, our siblings, our parents, our kids, right? Our roommates, they demand of us. But here God isn't demanding of us. What he's saying is I just want to be with you. I just want you to be emotionally healthy and spiritual. I want you to have this sacred rhythm so that you can be replenished. I want you to have this sacred rhythm so that we can connect. I want you to have a sacred rhythm so when it's time to work, you can be even more efficient. It's amazing when you think of God's heart. And he gives us this principle, this Sabbath, and calls us to follow it. You know, the problem for the Israelites is that they forgot that this was a blessing and started to think that this was a restriction. Oh, man, I can't do anything on Saturday now. I can't do anything on the Sabbath. And they, they viewed it wrong. It's like, whoa, 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 wait. This wasn't about restriction. This was a gift to allow you to actually be free from the demands of life. And I think in many ways we can fall into that trap as well. In which we can see it maybe as a restriction, maybe some of us, but some of us, we, 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 we see the issue. I mean, the issue for us is really it's about trust. Will we trust God enough that his will is good and that things will still get accomplished? Because that's the issue, right? We don't want to take time off because we're nervous that what, things won't get done? Or we won't, we'll, we'll be behind someone else, we won't be able to take advantage, or we feel like, man, I have to do everything, and we don't, as we talked about last time, last week, embrace our limitations. And know that God is God, and he's going to get things done. And I can trust God, that even though I have a to-do list when I get back to it, even if I don't finish, you know what, God's still going to work it out. Because here's a sobering truth. The day you die, you will still have some unfinished work. That's real. The day you passed, there was something that you didn't complete. Now, I don't know how that makes you feel, but that's just real. And so we're never going to be able to accomplish everything. And so God is saying, look, I, I don't worry about you accomplishing everything because I got this. And so if you, you can argue that really the Sabbath day is a test of our true trust in him. Do we trust him? Do we trust that his will is good? Do we trust that his intentions are for our own good? I know for me it's a challenge to really trust 
in the Sabbath. I feel like, man, okay, I have, a, I, I have to do a lot. And so that's why I try to cheat and try to squeeze in times. And Karina's, she's a lot better than I am at this. But I'm like, ah, oh, let me just squeeze this in. Let me just squeeze this in. Because I feel like uh, if it doesn't happen, then things won't happen. And yes, I need to be efficient. Yes, I need to be responsible. But again, I'm cheating God and his will being fulfilled in my life. You know, we know the results of not having the sacred rhythm. You and I know it. You and I might be experiencing it. I mean, think about this. Fatigue, burnout, anxiety, depression, busyness, starved relationships, worn down immune systems, low energy levels, anger, tension, confusion, emptiness, and even what we're talking about, being emotionally unhealthy and having emotionally unhealthy spirituality. That's the result of having or lacking a sacred rhythm. And so to me, it goes, it inspires me to say, you know what, I don't want to continue down that path, so what do I do? Well, I think the call for you and I is real simple, to follow the sacred rhythm. So follow the sacred rhythm. If you're visiting here with us today and you're still unfamiliar with what we're talking about, that's okay. I'd encourage you to set up a time today to have a Bible study. To be able to sit down with someone and be able to understand some more about this whole daily devotional Sabbath and sacred rhythms here. But for the rest of us, it's time for us to not just agree, to not just hit the like button on this, but to actually follow it. Because a lot of us like this concept. And if it was on Instagram, we would hit the little heart button. But would we actually follow it? See, it's time for us today to make some changes, to make some real, true, practical changes in our schedule, in our lives, to make sure that, again, we just don't appreciate and like God's concept, but we actually follow his sacred rhythm. To make sure that we have daily devotional times with God. To ensure that we have some form of a Sabbath day in our week. I know I need to personally get more serious about this Sabbath day. I need to get more serious about this time. I, know, I think my, my, my view uh, of spending time with God, I, I think that, that, that's growing, that's evolving there. Uh, making sure it's an appointment and not just a task. But I'm truly convicted and inspired here by, by this week here and learning about this and studying this some more. I need to get more serious about my Sabbath day. I, I am a, I, I'm a workaholic. I, I love my mom, but I, I, she, she's a workaholic. And, uh, and I, I followed that trait and I probably maybe take it to another level here. And so I work hard and I try to work hard for the Lord. And so when we were, uh, before we were full-time in the ministry, uh, I used to lead, we used to lead our, our teen ministry, and we worked uh, our full-time jobs. So we had two, two full-time jobs, basically. And, and I was always trying to make sure that I was working, that if I wasn't doing something for, for, for my sports radio job, then I was doing something for the ministry. And so we had some talks, and, and uh, some of the couples that were involved in our lives, I think it was John Markowski, said, Marcel, hey, you, you, you need to take some time off. And I was like, hey, you crazy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> take some time off. Man, does this dude love the Lord? Like, what's wrong with him? You know what I'm saying? He's like, no, you need to take some time. I was like, all right. So we said, all right, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take some time. We'll take some on Monday. And it was like, all right, I'll take half a day off. And then we went full-time in ministry, and so we're taking this supposed half day off. But this half day off was really like a quarter of the day off. Because when Karina wasn't around, I was doing something. 
I was emailing, texting, I was thinking of messages, people I got a call, to-do list, right? I was doing all these different things. And then it was like, Marcel, this doesn't seem to be healthy. What if you took a whole day off? Man, are you crazy? I thought that was almost like a cuss word, like, what, a whole day off? Man, you better not say that out loud. I said, okay, I'll try that. I'll try that. And again, I was doing the same thing. I was still trying to squeeze stuff in. It's still a challenge for me today. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do any ministry stuff. We're not going to do, unless it's like really important here, we'll do some ministry stuff. But if not, then, then, then I'm going to stick to it. Make sure I spend time with Karina. That's when we got real serious about our weekly dates. Uh, make sure that we have it on our schedule, have family devotional time. So when the kids get home, okay, all right, we're able to have a family devotional. Making sure that that's quality time spent. Uh, making sure I rested a little bit. And so I've been feeling good. But then what started happening is I put all all my errands and to-do list onto Monday. And so I wasn't doing ministry, but man, oh man, that list of to-do list was long. And so then I would find myself past midnight doing all these things on my Sabbath day. And I would be stressed out and tired more than any other day in the week. And I was like, man, I need a Sabbath for my Sabbath. I mean, this is real talk. I'm not playing with you. I remember going, man, I'm late, man. It's 12-something, and I'm over here still doing bills. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, what is going on? And Karina was like, yeah, yeah, you know, she was, she was on me. And I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, you know what I mean? I'm just being honest with you. I love her, but sometimes I be, I'm a little hard-headed. Even this week, she was like, mm-hmm, you better be on, be on this Sabbath. I'm like, all right, Karina. I'm getting on it, okay? And so, so, but then I realized a couple weeks ago, because I started reading the chapters, then I stopped. But I got to this chapter, and I realized, well, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm resting from ministry work, but I'm not resting, celebrating, and connecting the way God wants me to. And so I decided, okay, you know what? We're going to spend the, the quality time on this Sabbath day is going to get better. And then also I decided, you know, I'm not celebrating life. I'm not doing any other things that, 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 that really fill me up and really help me be emotionally healthy. And so Karina's been telling me for a long time, I used to work in radio, hey, uh, and I talked about doing a podcast. And she was like, yeah, you ought to do it. And I was like, yeah. So I bought a microphone. And it sat there and collected dust for about a year. I used it three times. And then I realized, you know what, let me try it again. In the last three weeks, your boy's been doing the podcast. A couple of y'all checked it out. Chris Price says, you can actually check it out on Spotify. I ain't going to tell you the name of it, right? Because I'm embarrassed by it. You know what I'm saying? I'll just play it. It's like five, seven minutes. But it's healthy for me, okay? And I'm enjoying life. And my time with God over the last couple of weeks, I'm, 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 I feel refreshed. Because I'm spending quality time with God. I'm enjoying my family. I'm not thinking, okay, all right, but Tuesday you're going to have to do this. You're gonna do this. Okay. No, I'm just enjoying the moments. Then I'm able to do and express some things that really help me be emotionally healthy. So that in my time with God, I feel more refreshed, I'm excited, and I'm going to be able to thank him for these opportunities. And I'm still so far from where I need to be as my Sabbath time. How far are you? Brothers and sisters, this, this is for all of us. We need to make sure here that we have a sacred rhythm. Every day there's some sacred time in which we connect with God. And that we make sure that there's a time once a week in which there's a time of rest, there's a time of connection, and there's a time of celebration. 
And if we do this, we can have a sacred rhythm of life. Let's think about this. How can this help us be emotionally, spiritually healthy? Imagine if you had a sacred rhythm. Imagine if you had daily connection with God and a Sabbath day every week. How would you be emotionally? Imagine if you had a sacred rhythm. How would you be mentally? Imagine if you had a sacred rhythm. How would you be spiritually? I don't know about you, but when I think about this, I go, I need to hurry up and have a sacred rhythm. And that's what I want to encourage every single one of us. Let's not like, let's not agree, but let's follow God's sacred rhythm for our lives. And so again, I close out with where we started. Do you have rhythm? Do you have a sacred rhythm of life? God's sacred rhythm of a daily devotional time with him and a Sabbath day. Because again, one of the keys to becoming emotionally healthy follower of Jesus is by having a sacred rhythm. We'll close out here looking at Exodus chapter 28 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Let's follow the sacred rhythm, and I pray that you'll join us on Wednesday night as we discover even more. Thank you. Amen. Amen.